Hey budding lawyers, welcome to the podcast. Today we have with us Ms. Ashna Jain. Ashna is a lawyer turned entrepreneur with a startup named Career Solutions through which she gives guidance on resume building, interview skills and personal branding to law students and young law graduates. Hey Ashna, what's up? Hi, thank you for inviting me here. I'm very excited to talk to you and like, you know, discuss my journey and like your legal journey also. So yes. I'm yeah, and even I am very excited because uh, this this profile which you have is quite unique because usually after graduating in law, people don't choose such uh, careers. So right. let's ha. Uh, so let's move ahead. Asta, firstly, we would like to know the story of how career solutions happened and what was the motivation behind taking this big decision. Okay, I'm I'm glad you asked this question. I'll clarify. once and for all for everybody so it goes way back to the time when i was in law school and in my fourth year of law school i got placed so i had a lot of time free time essentially in my fifth year to just you know like do anything that i want to and uh, at that time i was getting really bored also so i started hmm. helping my friends my acquaintances in you know in drafting their applications their resume and you know preparing them for their interviews etc so and not only them so then they they started referring me to other people ki ha you know ashna se help le lena it's okay she's she's anyway free so i started helping people from other law schools also and and i started doing it so much as to say ki you know i mean i had no free time left for myself and i was doing it all for free at that time Hmm. so uh, this continued and then of course after law school i stopped all this because then i joined sam and then post sam i was in dua and you know in the litigation team so all of that just uh, became like a past and then lockdown happened and uh, courts shut down and everything so i and i was in the litigation team so we had a lot of free time because i was just doing draftings and that's it court appearances so as such they were not happening anyway so i uh, then i sort of had free time again like after so many years so then i i was like okay why not you know give it a try but this time i didn't want to do it as a hobby because again like you know there are a lot of considerations when once you graduate and you know you want to be financially yeah, independent yeah. then i started doing it on a very small scale like very small scale and then uh, by gradually it picked up and then people started giving me good testimonials and then you know word of mouth goes around and then yes of course i mean I started doing it full time, and then you know I quit my job in Doha also. So yes, I mean that's that's simply the story of Career Solutions and nothing else. So, yeah. Interesting. So how did you get placed uh, in the fourth year itself? Is it like the does it happen like that? Because whatever I have heard, pre-placements are done usually in fifth years, right? So I'll tell you how. Basically, uh, for a lot of law firms sometimes ppos happen in the third year also like say if you are doing exceptionally great like i've known people personally who got placed in their third year and then they literally were free for two years of law school the remaining two years so that also happens but yes in the fourth year uh, day zero happens and mm. uh, you know like a lot of law firms come to your law school and uh, they interview a bunch of kids wherever they feel like you know they are best suited and they pick the best or say probably the most suited for the role for whatever positions are open so that essentially happens one year in advance as in so you know you don't you essentially have that one year gap right so if i get placed in my fourth year i'll essentially have my fifth year free and when i graduate from fifth year post that i'm going to start working with the law firm 
so that is how it happens so ppo can happen whenever like so that is also again a myth that you know that people think ki ppo is going to happen only in the senior most year of your law school mm-hmm. it can happen mm-hmm. whenever you know whenever the law firm thinks that fine you're suitable enough to say get recruited so yeah that that happened great so this uh, three idiots type question just came to my mind is like after <laughs> like if in the final year if in case for some reason maybe due to health issues or something your one of your exams get skipped or you fail in one exam then like do these firms consider right. that they provide so you some I, time again it depends uh, from form to form so a lot of forms so you know there might be some other reasons also so uh, there are some time there are times when you know students might get involved in some controversy and not health reasons so then the forms might even revoke the offer so but at other times you know there might be genuine health issues so then these forms are very considerate like i in my personal experience i've known some people who met with like some very bad accidents or something and then you know they couldn't give their exams at all in the fifth year so then mm-hmm. of course the exam ha- exams happened one year i mean like one month or two months post the actual date so firms are very considerate about it and they were like it's fine you anyway come and join us so exams ke liye to you know you just have to go for like five days to law school so that is fine so they are considerate most of the times but i mean i can't speak for everybody but yes i haven't seen any case where you know they've rejected somebody because of some health issues or whatever controversies are different of course mm, right okay so that's something good to hear okay uh when should a law student decide their future field of practice this is quite a common okay. question i guess yes yes i'm sure like so whenever i'm mentoring somebody also like say if there are first for second year students they're always like you know are we late like should we start deciding right now i'm glad you asked this question so see i personally feel there is no right time to you know start off a career or say decide about your career it's when say you hit the right chord with whatever field you want to be in but of course there are certain considerations to it now say if you are looking to get placed in your law school career you can't tell somebody that you know i decided in my 10th semester or say final semester if you're a 3 year student that i want to get placed right you have to start off really early because then you'll intern and then you'll you know publish accordingly and then you have to take care of your marks also so say if you're a 5 year law student you should ideally start deciding at the end of your third year probably and if you're a 3 year law student there's hardly any time like after like say first year one and 1.5 years you start deciding but i've seen people who who are not exactly very comfortable in say you know deciding on the spot that this is my career option or like you know i want to just stick to it because they're probably scared that you know what if we don't like it later so they take it slow and you know they decide it eventually and then it's not like that they don't get jobs i've known people who gotten better jobs also after deciding like after 5 years also so that is not an issue but you should take it as it comes to you a and secondly think about the monetary consideration that if placement is a priority then of course there is a timeline otherwise there's no fixed timeline for the same mm. and yes. also it's fine to be confused so it's not a hard and fast rule that you yeah. have to <laughs> yeah first, i mean look at me i mean i mean i'm i'm switching careers like i don't know i'm like switching dresses like say you know from corporate to like litigation to now career space so yeah okay to be confused i mean that's that's all life yeah yeah okay um what are the main activities a law student must focus on during their law school i feel uh, again like you know 
for a law student there is like this one particular activity which no other profession has which is moot court activities right i mean you don't see it for chartered accountancy students or mbas or any engineers etc so i feel as a law student not say divulging too much into it also but yes taking a flavor of how moot court works is something essential that every law student should be uh, indulging in a and secondly apart from that again depends on which field you want to be in say if you want to be in research and policy of course publishing and academics should be your priority if you want to say get placed in a law firm internships should be your priority and if say you want to get placed in a litigation chamber internships with advocates at all levels of the hierarchy of courts is very important so i feel that there could be a mix and match of everything also like say taking part in curricular activities extra curricular activities publishing academics i personally feel that you know it shouldn't be targeted towards one area just because you've decided what your interest might be because you know at times uh, you might want to shift later then what happens right so if you have a mix and match of everything i think it works best for yourself only for like for one self so yeah yeah i mean right, there shouldn't right. Yeah. Hmm. No, many students like start uh, focusing on only one area from their first year itself, and exactly, if later yes. they want to change it, there there may be complications. Like they yes, have to yes. start it from zero. That's it. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the basic mistakes you have seen law students make in their resume? So, uh, in their resume, a I feel it's too diversified to be. you know like to be used for a particular organization like say if i'm sending my resume to a litigation chamber right and if i have a lot of things like say if i have internships related to policy internships related to corporate internships related to cap marks in the same resume that lawyer might not be inclined to hire me right on the other hand if say a resume which only has a balance of all the litigation internships would be of course having a better chance of getting selected by i see a potential recruiter right that is hmm. a and secondly i feel that people don't elaborate on the stuff that they've actually done in their internships they just write things like that you know we worked on so and so law instead of just writing you can't possibly work on the entire law in say you know 3 weeks internship that's just not humanly possible so instead of writing that you know people can essentially elaborate on what was the exact assignments that you've done so that gives a better credibility to yourself also and you know it makes things easier for the recruiter also to understand that what was the kind of work that you were exposed to and you know what skills did you pick up essentially from that internship so i think these two are the most uh, like most frequently found mistakes in resume that i've come across hmm so instead of writing just the name and the p uh, duration you must mention what mm. did you do so that what you learned so that the recruiter exactly. knows what you know yes yes precisely yes hmm cool um so how to make a resume stand out can you give some tips for that again i feel that understand of uh, the recruiter's psyche that you know what are they looking for only then they are going to even shortlist you say for an interview right because see i feel resume or a cover letter is essentially the first first piece of communication that you do with the recruiter so if you don't do it properly or according to their needs they are never going to you know give you a chance for say sitting in an interview essentially so i feel understand what is the requirement now say i just probably you know elaborated to an example like say if a recruiter says that you know i want a 
a researcher in my organization and hmm. if your resume has no research skills in terms of publications or like you know any sort of papers that you've written any blogs etc or any research internship they're not going to hire you right irrespective of the fact how nicely the resume is drafted how well formatted it is how best possible internships you have if you don't have research skills they're not going to hire you at the end of the day so understand the requirement of the recruiter and then start drafting the resume so yes that is something that i feel will make you essentially make you stand out because i feel 90% of the people are just committing this mistake they are just thinking that we we'll highlight our best and send it across so instead of doing that think what the recruiter wants yeah right yeah. this is i think the fundamental thing to while to yeah. keep in mind while drafting a, a cv right right mm-hmm. okay um when we think about career like good decision making is very important can you share some right. tips for taking better decisions uh tips for better decisions i feel uh, you know going too much into say the emotion also sometimes disrupts our decision making like you know say i might as well want to be the best say matrimonial lawyer in the country but probably my circumstances don't allow or like you know there might be a lot of monetary considerations for me for which i can't take up that probably or say i don't have the acumen or you know say i'm not a good speaker or say i'm not a good orator there could be 100 reasons just because my you know my emotion says that i just want to be a matrimonial lawyer doesn't make it a good decision you can work on it but if you want to see it in the practical scheme of things i feel we need to consider a lot of factors like you know are we dependent on somebody or say you know say what is the kind of monetary consideration are we looking out are we looking for a stable career option or not what is the kind of support that we have from our friends or say parents is there any support mechanism in terms of mentorship for us in terms of say and is there anybody who can guide us through this field or we are just on our own so i feel a culmination of everything should bring you to the fact that whether you want to take up this career option or not or it's just that that you know that you're just fascinated by the career option i feel that because i personally faced it because i was just fascinated by the corporate world and i just felt that you know probably that's the best thing to do and like everybody is doing it it's not that you should see whether you're cut out for it or not so yes i think that is one personal tip that i would like to give yeah sure and also this this thing you will keep on developing because we all make mistakes right yeah yeah of course of course yes <laughs> yeah because this in making yeah okay hmm Okay. Uh, are there any books uh, which made a difference in your life, and you would like to recommend to, in general, anyone or law students? Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a, uh, there are like two, three books which I feel that have actually made a difference in my life. A is a book called "I've Never Faced Disappointments." It's, uh, it's about a lawyer's, it's about a judge's journey, and then after he retired as a judge, he started his practice from scratch. So it's a, it's a memoir written by an engineer. So it's a, it's a memoir written by his own grandson, and uh, it was actually a book wherein you know I felt that that person has faced so many setbacks, and yet that person has. you know like emerged again and again like as as a litigator as a lawyer you know when you face a setback say from the government and then you just again like you know reemerge it's something that most of us are not able to do or like say some most of us are not capable of say taking so much uh, some sort of a failure or setback in our life 
so i feel if a person at that stature can reemerge i feel all of us can so if somebody wants to be a budding you know somebody is a budding litigator or a lawyer or say somebody is not getting an internship or a job you just read that book and then you'll be like okay fine maybe there are less difficulties in my life and i can still you know i'm more privileged and then i can actually get better opportunities it's fine it's only a matter of time and say being patient about things so that is one book that i'm definitely going to recommend and b is atomic habits by james clear so i'm sure you must be knowing that book everybody knows that so yes that mm. book again has helped me develop a lot of habits uh, in terms very small daily habits of say uh, you know say reading 10 pages a day or like stuff like that so or say drinking water at various fixed intervals of time so it has helped me in very minute way minute ways but yes uh, it has made a mod- monumental effect on my life if i see like you know in the past 2 3 years of last when i read that book so yes these two books are something that i'm going to recommend hmm interesting for especially the first book is very interesting i think a litigators must specially read it yeah yeah sure yes definitely like definitely <laughs> okay um okay now your kind of a favorite question importance of linkedin for law students and some quick <laughs> tips on building a good linkedin profile see i mean again you should uh, not let linkedin get to you so you should realize that linkedin is there for a purpose and then you leave that purpose there only and then you don't make it your life so you have to understand that you know that linkedin uh, mm. can be positive also and it can have negative effects as well so we might as well be aware of what positivity and negativity it has and then we choose for ourselves but yes it is a very very good platform for networking it is like i connected with you on linkedin so yes of course like again like you know it's a testimony of that fact and i've connected with various other possibly my clients or like you know people i and network with generally people from the industry a lot of law firm partners i've all connected with them on linkedin and if i'm having a conversation with somebody it wouldn't have been possible if i was just sitting on my instagram page or say you know my personal profile or if i was not using linkedin linkedin made it possible for me to just get connected with people and have a conversation out of context like nobody questioned me that you know why are you like talking Messaging. to me about all this because the purpose of linkedin is networking right professional networking so i feel it should be used to its fullest and of course you know if you want to create your personal brand choose your target audience like you know say if i start putting out science related content on my linkedin profile i don't think anybody is going to read it because my target audience is chartered accountants lawyers mbas etc right and not possibly not engineers at least as of date so i feel that choose your target audience build a content that resonates with them and connect with people who you resonate with that's it hmm. i think these are the three tips that anybody if they follow they are they'll be on the top of the game for linkedin but again my warning is like use linkedin only to the extent that it doesn't get to you that's it so it shouldn't be like your source of validation in life that's that's put in simple words so yes also i have seen like people don't understand the platform they Con- they consider it like any other platform because they uh, right. start connecting with people like from any background right i That's get requests from any so i i think if you you must as you said you must set a target and you must first understand what you want to do with the platform right exactly mm-hmm. yes yes precisely yes <laughs> okay um okay uh 
now we'll talk about the interview like many students just blank out during the interview uh, especially the first when it happened with me in my first interview so how right. should one prepare themselves for an interview and avoid such incidents is it possible <laughs> like would you like yeah, to share any experience regarding that yes of course like i think in one of my interviews i i just blanked out i couldn't even tell them that you know these are my subjects that i'm studying in law school okay and i still ended up getting selected why because i took it very like in a very chill manner i told them can i please have a glass of water first of all and mm. then they were also like okay fine like it's something serious so then they offered me a glass of water i had it and then i realized i'm getting too attached to this internship it was an internship interview not even a job interview so then i mm. realized that i need to calm down first of all it's so okay. it's literally just an internship interview and nothing else and the moment i got de- de- attached to that uh, whole thing i just took it very calmly and like you know it's just the fact that we are too apprehensive about that you know oh my god what's going to happen if say we lose this opportunity or like you know this is one of the best opportunity or we just make assumption like oh my god this is the last opportunity that's not how it is there are so many opportunities that are waiting for you and if you don't even get that you know that opportunity at that time it's okay the whole idea is to just make peace with the fact that if you don't get this the world is not going to end and that same moment you know you're going to take it in a very chill manner so like you know you treat it like a conversation like say if you talk to a friend you don't take so much pressure or say you know you don't think that the world is going to end if i say mess up right but if say you talk to a law firm partner there might be some sort of a pressure so you don't you just have to understand that the conversation is not the end of the world that's it and similarly you just have to treat the interview and of course if you are well prepared if you anticipated the questions if you practiced the questions before with somebody of course that's going to help and you know take you to places so yeah mm-hmm. okay cool okay uh over to our last question please share an incident from your career which is very memorable to okay so uh, i think i mean there are a lot of incidents that are uh, memorable to me but i mean i'll specifically like to point out one wherein i was sitting for my interview that's why it's memorable and uh, i i i i realized that day that you know that whatever you do doesn't go waste say probably so mm. uh, i was sitting for an interview and uh, the there was a very senior partner who was interviewing me for a job and he said that uh, you know like you've just mooted once in your life like you've just done one moot court competition and uh, uh, apart from that you've done too much volunteer work in college so how does it make you eligible to say sit for a job interview in a law firm shouldn't you be sitting for job interviews in an ngo or say policy based organization because probably your profile is more suitable to that and then i asked him that you know why i mean why is that i've done internships it's not like that i've not done internships just because i've not done moot court competitions doesn't mean that i'm not eligible for a job so then he said that no moot court gives you uh, you know an edge of say uh, honing your uh, oratory skills your drafting skills your legal research skills which is why i feel that moot courts are important and he was very correct in saying that however i could somehow justify my volunteer work wherein i had to talk to a lot of professionals for gaining funding and like you know i had to draft a lot of legal proposals for a lot of law firms and say lawyers and i had to negotiate a lot of proposals wherein i gained the same skills which say anybody would have gained in a moot court competition probably and mm-hmm. he was convinced after that and then he offered me the job also so 
the whole idea is that it's not like you know that if you're doing volunteer work in college it's it's of no use or like you know it's it's just meant for people who are who just want to be in ngo space or like who just want to be in policy space it's meant for everybody the whole idea is that what are you gaining out of it and like you know how are you presenting it in front of somebody i think that they realize that whatever i have say probably omitted from the resume or say you know i have not put it here probably that would have also helped pushed my application but yes it's not like that anything went to waste so the 6 7 hours daily that i was putting in my volunteer work in college it they didn't go waste they rather you know they pushed my application and they helped me get selected so i still remember it that i got selected because i did volunteer work. so yeah that is that is the memorable thing yeah okay also i think peer students must learn here from this incident that how to answer a particular question like yeah, don't presence uh, of mind yes presence of yes. mind yes yes okay uh, thanks ashna for your for this informative conversation and sharing your experience with us thank thank you for inviting yeah thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you like this episode then you must also check out our other episodes available here and please share this episode if this episode added some value to you with your colleagues with your friends etc and follow us here so that you don't miss out a new episode thank you